Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. All is good. I wanted to share with you uh, a great testimony. Um, my wife and I we were on our way to church this morning, and uh, we were almost T-boned. Um, somebody ran the red light, and if the accident had happened, it would have been very fatal. Because the guy missed me by this inches. I mean, you... It's, in fact, I, I, I am still trying to recover from the accident, from the potential accident. Because it's literally, I, I just believe it was God that stopped the car. I don't believe it was the man driving the car. And the guy was probably on his cell phone. He didn't realize that he was flying down the street. He didn't realize it, the, the line. I, I was coming and I was looking at him. The light was green for me. I was looking at him. I'm like, this guy, this guy is not slowing down. And by the time I slammed on the brakes, I tried to maneuver. I realized that if I tried to maneuver, I would have gone into a church building. Okay? And I just pretty much just gave up hope and said, Lord, and God, I still don't know how the car stopped. And by the way, the car, it was a... Uh, Toyota for, for not Forerunner. What's this one? Highlander. Highlander. Oh, 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 oh. You know, um, it was it would have been extremely terrible, and so I cannot but to give God the praise this morning that He honored our prayers and and protected us. And protected us. I have never been in anything that close since 1986. Um, um, it, it could have been very devastating. And I give God a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I wanted to just touch back this morning on one of the things that um, I did not feel I covered well during our um, conversations around vision. Amen? Amen. And I just want to quickly talk for a few minutes on a very particular subject, okay, that um, I hope will help you to see and understand uh, uh, vision even a little bit more clearly. And to some extent, uh, we, we uh, covered some of this in the School of Wisdom, or we, we you know, we, we touched upon it a little bit um, uh, this morning. But um, I'm going to hopefully, by the grace of God, use a story to, um, or use a story parable slash parable to help us to to see a little bit clearly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. First Chronicles chapter four. Glory to God. Let's all stand up. And we're going to read verses 9 and 10. It's very just two verses, and then we pray, and then we'll, we'll get going. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you glad you're in the house of the Lord this morning? I'll just take the Bible. Thank you. 
First Chronicles chapter 4. Let's read verses 9 and 10 together, please. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he was. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we seek your face this morning. Because we are all here not only to worship what we learn, to be blessed, to have the eyes of our understanding opened that we may see your plans and purpose for our lives. Father God, I ask, O oh Lord, that you minister through me. I make myself, avail myself to you, Holy Spirit. You are the great teacher. Teach us. Open the eyes of our understanding. Inspire us. Minister to us. I pray that the hearts of the people will be ready to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. And that each one of us will walk away with a message of hope for our circumstances and situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us receive that. Praise the Lord. Let's go back to what vision is. For those of you who may not have been here, during the time we spent teaching on this subject, I'm just going to keep it simple. Vision is simply the ability to see, to know, to understand one's goals and purpose in life. Very simple. It's, there's a reason they call it vision. Seeing. Seeing where you're going. Amen. Amen. If you see where you're going, there is no way you will get lost. Amen. If you see and know and understand what you're supposed to do, you will get it done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you bring a caveman into this room right now, and you put a chair in the middle of the room, and you say to him, sit down, he's going to look at you and say, what does that mean? The reason he cannot sit down is that he lives in a cave, and sit in the cave means what? Sit on the ground. He will look at the chair and wonder what that chair is for. Amen? Amen? He might even get to the point he's bowing down and worshiping the chair, thinking that the chair is some kind of what? I know. Possibility. You understand? The point I'm trying to get you to know about vision, it's, I want you to think about it in the simplest form. It is my ability to see to know, to understand God's plans and purpose for my life. Now, I want to use a very rudimentary parable to explain it even further. Okay? I need you all to cooperate with me. How many of you have used a GPS in this place? Raise your hand. Almost everybody. Or at least use an app to get direction to somewhere. Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Do you know how the GPS works? Anybody knows how it works? 
few people. Can a GPS take you, take you to where you're going if the GPS cannot locate where you're starting from? It is impossible. How many of you have actually used a GPS and the GPS could not connect to the network? What happens? Are you going to get to where you're going? No. Without the GPS being able to connect to the network, being able, the first thing the GPS has to do is what? It has to locate where you are. Amen? Amen. It has to locate where you are in order to get you to where you're what? Where you're going. You understand? Very simple. That is what vision is. Vision starts, and that's what I want to correct in my progress. Vision starts with where you where you are. Can you say that with me? Vision starts with where I am. Should I use bad English? Like Moyon. Vision starts with where I is. Praise the Lord. It starts with you locating where you are. The reason I have to minister this again is this. For the past few weeks, I've been reading the Gospels. And I noticed something that Jesus does with everyone he comes in contact with to, for, or that has a need. The first thing Jesus is going to ask is, do you know where you are? What do you mean? If you're a student of the scripture, how many times has Jesus performed a miracle? And he goes to the, and you will see the scripture says, and here comes before him is a paralyzed man. And Jesus asks, what do, will you have me do for? If a paralyzed man is standing in front of you, what isn't it obvious that he wants to get healed? Or a man, okay, that is that is uh, 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 possessed by a demon, or the one that has uh, what they call the leprosy, or it's obvious. And I'm asking Jesus, I'm asking myself the question as I am reading the message, as I'm reading the scriptures, I'm asking myself the question. Jesus, the guy is standing in front of you with a problem and asking for help. Isn't it obvious that he needs help? No. And this tells me God will never help you until you know you have a problem that you need to be delivered from. Dwell on that for a second. God will never help you until he knows you yourself need the help. I'm sitting there and I'm reading and I'm saying to myself, this cannot be. Jesus knows this man needs help. Jesus knows. There was one that actually, if you remember the, 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 the guy by the pool of Siloam? Mm -hmm. You remember that story? He's been paralyzed for such a long time. And every time he gets there, he's explaining to Jesus. Jesus is asking him, what would you have me do for you? And he's explaining. He's complaining about his problem to Jesus. He's 
complaining about his problem. And Jesus kept asking him, what will you have me do for you? Let me, it tells me that because you have a problem and you are praying about your problem does not mean that you understand your problem. Until you get to the point, you know exactly what you want God to do for you. Oh, we are experts at praying our problem. We are experts at complaining at our problem. We are experts. We can even teach our problem to those who do not have the problem. And they will have our problem. But getting the problem Getting the solution oftentimes is an issue for us because we don't know. We don't know. We don't get it. God wants you to come to a place. And I'm going to conclude on this particular section. Can a man be born again? Let's take it to the basics of salvation. Can you be born again until you get to the point that you know you need Jesus as what I said? I'll use myself as an example. For years, I knew understood, I thought I understood the whole process of salvation. But I did not want salvation. I wanted what? I wanted God to freely give it to me so that I can still can continue in what I was what? Don't. And so the reason I know that I knew about salvation is this. When there is help, when I need help, I go to God and I ask God for what? I ask God to save me. But the reason I'm asking God to save me is so that he can get me out of the mess I was in. Once I was out of my mess, I was back to what I was what? Doing. Until one day it dawned on me. I had people preaching the gospel to me. But I was taking, I understood what they were preaching. But I was not willing to what? To take it. Because I wanted to have one fit in the mess I was in. I was enjoying it too much. But I knew there were consequences. So one day, finally, I said, you know what? I, I can't keep playing this anymore. I can't keep playing both sides of the fence anymore. I have to make a decision. And I made a decision to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Never turned my back again since then. The reason I want... You, you see, it, so you ask, the Chris Olubenga of 1982 that received Jesus as Lord and Savior, and the one that finally received Jesus as Lord and Savior in 1986, what was the difference? Because the one in 82 received it on the condition of what? 
that if I, I, I just want to use it as an excuse to pass my exams, as an excuse to, 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 to uh, uh, um, as an excuse to continue to get out of one mess, as an excuse to, you know, uh, when I got to University of Ibadan, I used it for various excuses. But I was never really saved. I was just using it as a what? A crutch to lean on. But in 1986, when I said, you know what? I totally have to commit myself. Am I making sense? Is it too warm in here? Because everyone is so quiet. Are you getting something out of yes, this? Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What has this got to do with vision? It, you cannot begin your journey until you truly know and understand okay, where you are, what it is, until you truly understand the mess you're in. I use the example of a GPS. The moment a GPS connects to the, net, to the network, it gives you, it drops a pin. Where does it drop that pin? <laughs> it actually drops two pins. Where? One, where you are, and one, where? Where you're going. That is a whole purpose of the vision. The two pins have to work. They have to. How many of you have used a GPS? And, and all of a sudden, it gets lost. Anybody? You've used it, it got lost. What is the first thing that it does? It, 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 you get what? Reroute. Can you please say that word? Rerouting. Rerouting. What is it doing? When it's rerouting, it's recalculating from where? Where you are to where you are. Where you're going. I submit to you, your vision must start with what? Where you are. This morning we were talking about young, uh, I think Dana brought up, there are people, there are people that are, they, they, for, for various reasons, they just even don't get this vision thing. They, they don't even know where to start. They don't even know. And the problem is this. They don't know where they are. In 1986, what made me give my life was I came to the conclusion of where I was. I came to a sobering conclusion of where I was. And I looked around and I knew deep down on the inside of me that if I did not connect with God, talk about connecting to the network, mm -hmm. if I did not connect with God, there was no way okay, that I was coming out of the mess that I was in. Salvation to me was just not getting out of the mess. Because in 82, he brought me out of a mess. But what did I do? I jumped into another mess. I kept jumping from one mess to the next. To men, from one. Finally, it dawned on me. My process was not working. I can't receive Jesus as Lord and Savior just to get out of a mess. I have to stay plugged in into the network. 
that I may begin the plan and purpose of God for my life. And that's how vision starts. You have to arrive at the conclusion that God has a plan for me. And it starts with me coming to him. Amen. Amen. And we read, that's why we kept reading. If you remember, the, 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 the passage we read the most, okay, was Ephesians chapter 2. And then I'm going to start closing with James. I want us to go to um, Ephesians chapter 2. In fact, I'll read, read it. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2. We started from verse 4. In fact, let's start from verse 1. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are what? Disobedient. <laughs> he takes you, he says, vision starts with what? You, you get to the place. He's locating. What is those, that, What is it? Right here, Paul is locating you where you are. He says you, you are dead. You are dead to God. <clears throat> you are living in disobedience. And he says, verse 3, all of us. Does that include you? Yes. All of us also lived among them at one time gratifying and craving the desires of the flesh following in its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. The journey starts when you acknowledge, guess what? I can't do it on my own. I've got to be connected to the network. Any GPS that's not connected to the network can never get you to your destination. It can't. It can't. And that's why Paul says, you, in this journey of vision, in this journey of life, you have to start acknowledging with, guess what? Where you are. It starts with you saying, I'm messed up, God. I'm messed up. And I need to get to where you want me to go. Amen. And then once you connect to the to the network, it says, for it is by it, your vision was given to you by whom? By God. Not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork or create workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let me close. So we use the story of Jabez. The Bible says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. But notwithstanding, his mother called his name Jabez, 
saying, because I bore him in pain. Look at the vision that the mother gave to his son. Jabez called on the God of Israel. Jabez realized that he was going to fulfill a destiny of what? Of pain. Even though he was born honorable, but he realized that something's wrong here. He had to acknowledge. He had to acknowledge the mess he was in. And when Jabez was said, he says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me and that you will keep me from evil, that I may not fulfill my vision that was given to me by my mother and not cause what? Pain. Vision the mother gave to him was going to cause pain. He cried out. He cried out to the only person that could deliver and save him. He cried out. He plugged into the network of God. And the Bible says what? God granted him what he what? What he requested. What did he request? That you bless me, enlarge my territory, that your hand will be with me, that you keep me from evil, and that I may not cause what? When it comes to vision, it starts with you understanding, knowing, acknowledging where you are. Church, if a person is broke, born into poverty, nothing works. Whatever they lay their hands on, it doesn't work. How does that person change their world? How does that person change their world? What do you have to do? You can't do anything until what? You plug into the network. You have to acknowledge. You know what? Guess what? My life is not working. You have to acknowledge. Guess what? I'm a failure. But because you acknowledge that, it does not mean that's the end of it. You are just saying, you know what? I acknowledge what you have done till this day, Satan. But this is not going to be my what? My destiny. This is not going to be my portion. This is not going to be how I'm remembered. This is not going to be 
What I'm going, the legacy I'm going to leave to my children. No, I've got bigger, better things that are coming my way. I've got greater things that God has planned and purpose for my life. I refuse to accept what I'm seeing today. When you begin to do that, then you are embarking upon plugging into the network and you are embarking upon journey to fulfill your word. A man, woman, who also is given a destiny of sickness and disease. You have to acknowledge it. But that does not have to be what? That does not have to be the end. All you are saying, this is what the doctors have said. But this is not going to be my what? This is not going to be my Amen. Amen. Vision starts, the point I'm trying to get us to is, vision starts with what? Understanding your surroundings. Understanding what is going on in your life. And then plugging into the network. Because guess what? God has a bigger plan for your life. If you believe that, Say with me, say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I put my faith and hope and trust in you. I put my faith and hope and trust in you. Because I have confidence. Because I have confidence. That when you created me, you created me for good works. I will fulfill my destiny. I thank you for the journey thus far. But my best is yet to come. I have a bright future. I have a good future. I have a great expectation. For your plans for me are for good and not for evil. By faith, I know deep down good things are in store for me. For me. And I'm reaching out right now, laying hold of that God-given destiny. And I declare nothing is going to stop me from reaching the destination that you have planned and purpose for my life. I may feel weak today, but I declare I'm strong. My bank account may say I'm broke, but I declare that I'm rich. The doctors may have given me a bad report, but that is just their conclusion. For God's conclusion for me is that I'm strong. I'm healed. I'm whole. And I'm going to fulfill my God-given destiny. I boldly declare my best days are ahead of me. They are not behind me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know you will fulfill all these things. In Jesus' name. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forevermore.
Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall join the house of Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.